My name is Daniel and this is the It Takes Time podcast, a podcast where I share my journey to a career, a life worth living and all the enjoyment, hardship and experiences along the way. Thank you for tuning in, subscribe on your selected platform and let's get into this. So hey everyone, today is a um, special, more special episode. Um, I want to talk a couple of things about... um, like, I want to share a story, and, like, today's story has been germinating for the last, hmm, how many years? Um, over 15, I want to say. No, just under 15 years. Um, and I can tell you why. Um, yeah, so, just under, just under 15 years. Well, what is that, 15? Well, yeah. Just over sixteen, uh, fifteen years. So about sixteen years, anyway. Um, and the story starts with me. It also starts with another person who I'll introduce in a second, and the whole reason why I'm talking about it today. Um, just as a start off, my day was good. Um, I actually did a lot of reading for you know modules and assessments today, which is uh, a big win for me. Um, it's uh, I'll talk more about like me tracking my habits a bit. Um, in another uh, podcast but um, I'm finding it really useful to see how productive I intend to be and how productive I actually am and how on a monthly basis I can change that Um, like because on a weekly basis you can see things but on a monthly basis like it's much easier to see so um, yeah Um, I think I'm coming up to 10 days on that as well so um, there's like tracking sleep as well as other things so so that that should be cool. Um, but so today's basically today, um, I want to introduce a man by the name of Rob Carpenter. Rob Carpenter, who is Rob Carpenter, and why am I explaining who he is to you? Rob Carpenter, as he says in his book, a Manifesto for Excellent Schools, published by Bloomsbury Education. He says that he, um, he says, okay, in his introduction, he says, I took on my first head teacher role at Bannockburn Primary School in Plumstead, South East London in 2003. Okay, we can stop there. Now, that one line means so much to me. In 2003, I was six years old. Okay, I was just in year one, year two. Yeah, year two, something like that, um, in a school um, called Bannockburn Primary School. I was living in Plumstead, just up the road, literally, uh, on top of a hill um, that overlooked uh, London, as well as the rest of um, South East London. Um, and you could see into the distance to Canary Wharf and East London. And um, Mr Carpenter had come in as head teacher. Now, around this sort of time... Um, when I was seven or eight, I was getting into trouble a lot. Um, I tried to explain that I thought it was bullying. Many people thought it wasn't because it was isolated incidences, but by the same perpetrators. I didn't really particularly enjoy that part of school. I really enjoyed the learning aspect, and I really enjoyed the collaboration aspect, and I really learned the learned the value of education. And um, I remember 
my first memory of Mr. Carpenter is that I went up to his office one day and he says, oh, what are you doing in here again? Um, he says, like, I'll play, you know, and, and, you know, I always wanted to know why. I wanted to, like, so, like, that social justice part of me always wanted to know why things happened and how they can be fixed. Fast forward 10 years, 10 years, I left Bannockburn in 2007. So fast forward even 11 years to um, March 2018. And I have this MeXU project, um, which was a catastrophic, catastrophic failure in the end. Um, but I had this project which I wanted to, which I brought over from the US, I'd been working on it over there, brought it to the UK and it flopped. But before it flopped, I, um, must have, it might have been before that actually um, but anyway it was in 2018 um, February probably February 2018 and I sent him an email now the way I came across him again was on Twitter I believe um, or I had, was I think I was speaking to my mum about something and I said do you remember Rob Carpenter and I said yeah so I think I found him on Twitter he'd been retweeted by someone and I was like oh I remember I remember Rob uh, Mr. Carpenter. So I pinged him an email, just saying like, um, I don't know if you remember who I am. Um, I can actually probably get up the email, but I was saying something like, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember who I am. Um, I, I wouldn't doubt if you didn't. You know, I was. You, I remember. Uh, remember you, but um, and there's no worries if you don't remember me. Um. um where is it? Yeah, so I said, okay, on the 27th of February, um, I said to him, Dear Mr. Carpenter, I'm writing to you as a former student of Bannockburn Primary School, where I attended from 2002 to 2007. I left in year four. My name is Daniel, Daniel Nakwi. This is over 10 years now, so I doubt you have any memory of my attendance, but I'm reaching out to you because I have fond memories of your transformation of the school and impact on the classes. I now study human geography at Queen Mary University of London and have started a social development project aimed at helping everyone have a role in society. The project started on my study abroad semester, last, uh, experience last semester, and I've now returned home. And I thought the best place to expand and experiment the project would be the starting back at my true home. Therefore, I looked at Bannockburn and your leadership as an example. I would like to discuss my project with you in person and explain my thinking and why I think it can be successful. Additionally, I'd, I, like, I feel I could represent an important success story as an inspiring journalist being published in seven countries on three continents by the age of 20, coming from Plumstead. I would like to see if I can give a short speech that I hope would empower youngsters at Bannockburn or one of your other schools. Please let me know what arrangement would suit you. It's been 10 years, but I'm happy to be in contact with you again. And it is inspiring to see that you are continuing excellent work in the realm of education. So that's the email I sent him. Um, probably not one of my best emails because I literally gave him no room to say like, no, but he did reply. Um, oh, he didn't reply. Um, I followed up with him a week later, saying, um, yeah. 
Um, and then he came back with this. So he said, um, hi, Daniel, thank you so much for contacting me and sharing your blog, inspiring stuff. Although I never found, I think he found my blog through my uh, Twitter. And uh, he said, of course, I remember you. Um, so, yeah, so then we agreed to meet. So we met and it was great. And he told me that he remembered me as someone who um, aspired for social justice. Now, the reason why this relationship is important and like reigniting the relationship is important is because later that year, I was given an opportunity by him and by an organisation called Challenge Partners to speak at the top floor, what they call the Sunlight Room in City Hall, it's where they have major events. And um, I was given the opportunity to speak on a panel with um, some younger kids from a, a, a primary school in London, uh, in South East London. And I was given an opportunity to um, speak on there as someone who's gone through the education system. Now, the audience was 40 aspiring head teachers, And what did I tell those aspiring head teachers That they need to tell their students that failure is an option. And they also need to promote individualism. That not everyone has to conform to this standardised system, which we call school. Because inevitably, what you're going to do is stigmatise those who actually have more creative or more... Um, informal ways of thinking and ways of being um, so that makes it very difficult to understand the complexities of society if you make everyone the same um, and the multiplicity of that is just so So that's something and, and I, the, sp- the speech I gave was very um, unprecedented because I suppose what they thought was going to come out of my mouth was yes the education system is not great but you know, I've turned out okay. And I have, but I just, I didn't say that. I said that I think there needs to be an emphasis on failure creation, you know, fear setting rather than goal setting. Um, that's actually a Tim Ferriss quote, not mine. Um, and um, so, yeah, so I was very fortunate enough to give that talk and I think it went down well. I got a lot of questions and a lot of people said, thank you for being brave enough to say those things. And then... Um, uh, fast forward till January and I was invited again by Rob to do the same sort of um, but with much more experienced people on the panel um, and the re- book that I'm reading now by um, Chloe Comby, Generation Z, Our Stories, Our Voices, Our Lives, Their Voices, Their Lives, yeah, Their Voices, Their Lives, I say our because it's my generation, and Their Voices, Their Lives, which I'm hoping to review a little bit later, but before I get on to the book and Manifesto for Excellent Schools and why I think it's an excellent book for general life as well as like understanding like how society and community works. Um, I just want to thank, if Rob is listening, thank you so much for reconnecting with me and uh, giving me the opportunity to um, be a part of this journey of shaping the curriculum and um, I look forward to working with you and um, the rest of Challenge Partners in the future. But let's get on to this book, why I think this book is good why I think people should read it, um, what things I found not as useful for me because I'm not in the realm of education. Um, but I'm just going to go through, and I've this is the first book, and this is going to be a continuing trend of mine. This is the first book where I've, I, I had a pen in hand throughout, and I, and I wrote down things... Um, and I highlighted things. So, the first thing I highlighted was in chapter one, which um, it says, to date, there has been a vacuum of education and economic policy capable of setting out concrete actions 
um, uh, to heal the fracture. So that's around root causes and things like that. So um, there's a lot of accountability problems here. Um, this bit I really like. This was around the Ostiv model of accountability. And it's around setting like frameworks. Um, and it means that um, what you get is kind of like this idea of failure is, is not common. It's unable to deal with rejection and school is not student centric. This is like the argument that he's making. Um, collaboration brings value. A community brings social value, social and moral capital, as he puts it. Um, and I think the book is just generally like a very good um, way of understanding um, how people develop and how people... Um, and he re- he references other people that I will have to pick up on, like Peter Block and his book on community. What makes community building so complex is that it occurs in an infinite number of small steps. Um, and, 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 and the reason why this book was so important to me at the time while I was reading was because I was putting together the results of my learning, de- not mine, um, the Society's Learning and Development Initiative and like making recommendations for the School of Geography. Um, and I think this quote here, actually, broken schools often have broken cultures and the value basis for leadership and decision making can be fractured. I'm not saying that's what happens in the School of Geography. I'm just saying that's a sort of good example for like how things can be improved and where things go wrong. So in general, I think, you know, the visuals are good. Um, for someone like me, the, the massive tables aren't something that's useful. Um, kind of skipped over those because I knew I'd have no idea what was being talked about and what the relevance was for me um but generally um and it made the book easier to read in terms of like quickness but he focuses on Woodhill and Foxfield schools um uh, which are two schools that he is executive head of and he brings in some interesting case studies um one of the in really interesting case studies is about a girl and what's her name it's just a girl No, it's not this. Um, I think it might be later on. But yeah, she he brings in an interesting case study about a girl who is taken out of um, her normal um, living situation. Um, and she is um, put into a foster home. Um, and like what that means for her development and her, the way she develops and learns. Oh, here, Chantel. Yeah, I think if you do pick up this book, you must read um, the start of chapter six on Chantel's case study. It's quite, it, it gripped me the whole way. And, you know, it's probably a true, it definitely is a true story, but the way it's written is, is superb. Um, and you know this is all coming from a guy who barely reads books like this is like i'm for, i'm having to force myself to read books to be able to uh, grasp and understand language better to make my own improve my own writing um and and you know books like this make and like because i know i have a personal connection to the author and i know the fact that he does great works in schools means that this book means more to me than probably most people um i think it i think it I think it's probably a very good thing is for um, um, school teachers who are just starting out to read. I think, you know, I read it because I was interested 
in what his position was. I didn't read it because I thought I was going to get anything out of it from a sort of professional basis. But it reinforced the ideas of failure, accountability, um, problems with accountability, um, taking ownership, collaboration, open learning, all of these concepts that we talk about in normal daily life. He talks about them in this idea of schooling, this idea of leadership in schools. And I think that is the real good takeaway from this. Um, So I would, yeah, I would recommend. Um, I know a lot of blood, sweat and tears went into this book. So um, Rob, great job. Um, And I know it might not be exactly how you wanted it, but I think it's come out pretty well. So this is Rob Carpenter's Manifesto for Excellent Schools. And I think it's an excellent book for anyone um, who believes that learning by mistakes is a, a way to go by teaching, by learning, by self-development. This is a book for anyone who's interested in their self-development, who's anyone who's interested in success stories, anyone's interested in struggle and real appreciation for how hard the real world is. This book is for you. So thank you for writing it. And... Um, I think that concludes today's podcast, but thank you very much for listening and I'll catch you in tomorrow's daily podcast. Cheers.